You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Locker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And we have another guest on tonight, an old guest from you guest at the Matt and Brick episode. His name is Brick. Say hello to the people, Brick. Hey, everybody. It is Wednesday, uh, September 14th. It is 8.52 in Springfield, USA. And um, the listeners, I think what we're going to do, and me and Matt talked about this um, outside of the podcast, is I think we're going to start um, posting on Thursday mornings um, to see how this goes for a while and uh, hope it, it give the listeners an extra day to listen to our our podcast prior to the, uh, the game on Saturday, um, especially during football season. So I hope it goes well. But uh, hey, Matt, how are you doing? good it's uh instead of it's almost weekend it's hump day so there you <laughs> it's go your, it's your new uh it's your new catchphrase it's almost or it's uh it's hump day i don't know yeah I it's, it. I, i'm yeah, sorry it's we're halfway <laughs> to the weekend it's hump day it is hump day and tonight on the podcast we're going to discuss the recap of the slaughtering of misery we put them back in their state of misery last week in k-state football did and then we're going to preview, of course, um, the game this weekend, Tulane, possibly a trap game, maybe. Let's not overlook Tulane this weekend. And then um, round out the podcast uh, with some NFL action, uh, Chiefs Chargers on Thursday night tomorrow. And we'll see we'll see how that goes. Week one was this last weekend, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's go ahead and do the quote of the week. Hello, it's Jacob here. I bet you're wondering... Where did that ukulele come from? Well, that must mean it's the quote of the week. Matt, I didn't share this one with you earlier, but this uh, was from one of Tim Fitzgerald's uh, quoted um, tweets earlier today. It was from a Cole Manbeck, um, a potential recruit for K-State. He said this in a quote, Even before the game, I've liked them more than Mizzou. Liberty North defensive tackle... Darius, oh, sorry, wrong person. Dar, Darius Pamahami told wow. 27 Sports. But yeah, I think it could have also changed some of the other recruits' minds on which school is a better football team, end quote. And that is um, one of the recruits that K-State had um, visiting last weekend um, from Missouri. So there were a bunch of Missouri recruits who uh, visited Manhattan last weekend. And, and a lot of them um, you know, I think, um, who was it? Uh, I think it was Bosco boys was talking about how recently K-State has kind of dominated the uh, recruiting battle for kids up in the Kansas city area to come to K-State rather than Missouri. So there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of billboards up there too. And you can imagine, um, you can imagine how this last weekend kind of probably swinged a lot of their recruits minds. Um, are you talking about the billboard that was, uh, Deuce Vaughn Deuces, on the, yeah, yeah. On the way out to Missouri. <laughs> savage <laughs> i would imagine imagine driving to manhattan from columbia and getting your ass kicked and getting poured on all day and soaked and wet and gross and then driving home and then seeing that sign just to add insult to injury um 
but that is that was the quote of the week thanks guys <laughs> you're welcome hey it's jacob here again i bet you're wondering it's that damn ukulele again well that must have been the quote of the week Let's go ahead and jump into um, the Missouri game. And first thoughts, initial thoughts, either of you. Um, overall, dominating. We're clearly the better team. Um, the weather, I'm, I'm, like me and Jacob and even Brick and my other buddy came. Like, we're glad we weren't, like, I mean, yeah, we, it'd be fun to be there. But, like, I was perfectly content with sitting on the couch, drinking beers, and it was warm. <laughs> well, I know I was dry, but – uh. Dominating performance, um, offense. We still don't know what they're capable of, but they obviously our run game is great. Um, the weather might probably did affect the passing game as it did. Missouri had four interceptions. The defense, it's probably probably one of the best. I mean, best defenses K State's had in a while. So very dominating performance. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I uh, I thought that. Kind of like Matt said, I thought it was literally just like, and like you said, just an ass beaten all the way through and through. Um, one thing that stuck out to me is I think I told Matt this. I felt like, especially during that third quarter when Mizzou threw like three picks, the average starting field position for K-State was like the Missouri 35-yard line. Yeah. And that was insane, um, but really good to watch and kind of exciting for the season. So. Obviously, it's good to watch the defense whoop up on them and then watch them pound the rock. So, I mean, the defense was flying all over the place. It was unbelievable how well they played. And, I mean, here's here's something, though, that I kind of want to talk about right away. Let's just get this out of the way. I know it was raining, and I know that it was probably tough to throw the ball, but, you know, talking about those three or four interceptions that we had in a row, we only got – maybe six points off of all those turnovers we think we think we might have the last one scored a touchdown 13 okay. we might have got, i think we got 13 points two field goals in that last touchdown i i was well was before, before the last touchdown i think it was only like two field goals or maybe even just a field goal two field um, goals it should have been three because we missed one yeah that's true <laughs> and i with as good as the defense played and having that good field position to to start almost every drive, I think we should have put up more points. Um, it should have been 62, 62 to exactly. 6 or something yeah. like that. There's no reason the over shouldn't have hit. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure the under hit in that game. Um, and, of course, of course, Missouri gets that BS touchdown at the end. But I thought, obviously, Untimed. But again, I, I, you know, beside that point, I think the offense moved the ball incredibly well beside the fact that, you know, we really couldn't throw the ball. And I really don't think that we've, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we've opened the playbook up. We didn't, we haven't really needed to the first two games. So why? Right. And I agree, but it's, it, it, and and again, it was also like the weather was, was messy and gross. And I mean, Adrian, I think he was what? Nine, uh, nine for 20, I believe. Yeah. Nine for 20, 101 yards or something like that. So, Still doesn't I mean, have he, a he hit some good passes. But... He hit some yeah. good passes in the first half, and then it didn't help that Malik and Philip had two big drops that were long. Right. And, but and they were they were talking about on um I think it was Fitz's daily delivery and possibly even um his walk and talk. And and they're saying that, you know, maybe this is the weekend to really open up the playbook. And we really haven't thrown the ball 
um, incredibly well or really that much. And maybe this is the weekend to really open it up and let Adrian loose against Tulane and, and see what he can do with slinging the ball. Um, but first of all, I mean, how did you guys, I mean, Scott from Bosco boys reiterates it over and over and over. Deuce Vaughn is something that we need to cherish. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that it's possible that this is his last year is at K state. Mm-hmm. He, he's only a junior. You know, he had two more touchdowns, 140 some y- yards rushing on, on Saturday. I mean, what do we, I mean, do we expect him to, to keep up these numbers throughout the stretch of the season. Cause I know this is the first two games and of course they're both, I will say easier non-conference games, but uh, he just needs three more games to break Darren Sproul's uh, uh, streak of a hundred yard um, rushing games. Right. So that's, yeah. that's cool. I am. Uh, do I think this momentum will stop? I think there'll be a game to where they will put eight in the box and they will force us to throw. Sure. And I don't think he'll be less productive. That means our play action passing game will have to open up. And I think eventually he'll get going if we loosen mm-hmm. up the coverage. But um, so far, he, he it seems like they can't, nobody can really stop him. So I, I don't know. I've just got to look down the road. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think that kind of like Matt said, I think there'll be one or two games, um, you know, where he does obviously not put up the numbers that he's putting up in these first two games, but he's just so dynamic in every other part of the game that it's like, he's going to make an impact on the game, no matter what, like he's really good block. He's a really good blocker with the ball in other guys' hands. He's awesome out of the backfield. Um, You know, and I think K-State's doing a really good job so far of like, and obviously Colin Klein knows what he's doing, but getting the ball in his hands for sure. So, I mean, I think he'll continue to put up good numbers, but I don't know if he'll be able to run for, you know, buck 30, buck 40 every game. Oh, and you're, and you're definitely right about the the blocking too, because yeah, he's good. Colin Klein had some really good play calling. I think third and five, third and six on maybe the fifty yard line, and instead of like going for the home run, throwing the ball or you know giving the ball to to Deuce, we ran that you know quarterback draw that Klein used to run all the time, and then and then the, on top of that, we threw in that fake quarterback draw, throw it down the middle, and I think we linked up with Philip Brooks for almost yeah, that was a like touchdown. Great play. And that that was like classic K State play right there. Fake the mm-hmm. run and throw it straight up the middle. And I I really enjoyed the play calling on on Saturday and and uh, a lot of a lot of bright spots. Another uh, punt return from Philip Brooks. How about that? Special teams, you two in a, two two weeks in a row score on special teams. Exactly. Um, talking about special teams, you know we're always going to have that ability to have a big kick return or punt return but something i also would like to see us improve on and i think we will but uh, the kicking game i think uh i mean what do you think what do you think the problem is is it is he just too young is he a head case or uh, as far as chris Tennant goes does he have the experience i i want to see improve because we're going to come into one of those games to where we may need it to win Mm -hmm. um he didn't i think he's probably just young and he's getting his jitters out and he, I mean, he hit two of them. I mean, they right. weren't far. I mean, they weren't short kicks, but they weren't far. I mean, they're in probably medium range, thirty-five yarders. Right. I mean, he, and then he missed one, obviously. But gotta get that fixed. I mean, but Tulane, I honestly think Tulane's better, in Missouri. Well, and I was gonna add to what you said. He, he, Tennant also missed an extra point. 
Mm-hmm. So he's two for three kicking field goals and then four for five extra points. And that's his mm-hmm. second missed extra point. And you kind of need those extra, extra points, points, especially when Big 12 play. I mean, you remember the OU game a ways back when we beat them by, by a single point because that was kicker. the reason. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It was a wet ground and maybe that's, that was getting in his head and, but I don't know. You're not, you're not going to have the best weather every, every Saturday. So um, hopefully that improves. Uh, Ty Zentner, Ty Zentner had some really good punts. I mean, he had some moon shots that. Yeah. He hit a nuke in the third. Mm -hmm. I think it was in the third quarter, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, average 54 yards on his punts. So really good job by Ty Zentner. And we love to see that Um, flip the field up as a field uh, field position. And then defensively on Saturday, Daniel Green, oh my gosh, he had one tackle straight through the middle in the backfield and uh, blew up the play. Josh Hayes had a really good tackle in the backfield. And then another shout-out, uh, Cody Stuffelbean got another tackle this week, Matt. Yeah, good and, for him. And he had a four-yard kick return. I think it was to start the second half, but they didn't show it on the TV. Yeah. So he, he had four yards on a kick return. I don't know how that happened. So uh, Cody Stuffelbean, shout-out to you. Um, before we uh, transition into Tulane, if uh, you guys are are done talking about Missouri, yeah. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. first of all, last thing I want to say about the Missouri game: Drinkwitz, the head coach from Missouri, dork. He's a uh, jackass. He's a dork. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe how incompetent this man is. Did you hear his post game? I listened to it. Uh, I think I caught some quotes, but I didn't he was watch like, it. "I just was. I just thought we were prepared, but obviously we weren't." And I under, <laughs> I over, I underestimated, or something like that, where we were. Are you sure they were prepared? My gosh, it's like, I mean, did I, four interceptions, two from yeah. two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, did they have a? I feel like they had a lot of penalties too. So do we though. I do want to clean that up. That's yeah, they both. Yeah. I I actually saw. Yeah, both teams had like eight or nine. We had penalties eight penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will say, man, Drinkwitz like his play calling was unbelievably just dumb and <laughs> yeah. disastrous. Yeah, it's like, and then they kept they kept throwing the ball. Like, oh, we're down by <laughs> three touchdowns. Let's keep throwing the ball. I'll pick. All right, let's let's continue to throw the ball now that we're down even more. Another pick. And then he wanted—he really wanted that score on the, where it was untimed. Right, yeah, and it's like, I think I think we all saw. I think a bunch of K State fans saw. K State was the better team by a by a long shot. And if you're going to compete, if you are the worst team in like significantly the worst team in a game, if you want to compete by any measure, you have to stretch out the game as long as possible. Yeah. Like you, you have to slow down the game, run as much time, control time the time of possession. possession, do not give the other team any chances. And I think that's what Texas did to Alabama on Saturday. Yeah. I think I think that's why they had such a, sh- a good shot to win that game. And, um, of course, they didn't win, so that was pretty hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's transition into Tulane this Saturday. Tulane at 2 o'clock, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. The over-under is 48, and the spread is 14. I think that K-State covers that and the over-hits. But if I have a gambling problem, I'll talk to Matt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Matt, what's your first uh, opinion about this game? Well, we're playing Willie Fritz. He, uh, he's a head coach on Tulane. He doesn't have a winning record down there, but Tulane obviously has some decent players. They took Oklahoma to the wire last year. They're 2-0 this year against Alcorn State in Massachusetts, but those are they're, they're very, very mediocre FCS teams. Um, Willie Fritz is a native. He's out of Shawnee, Kansas, played at Pittsburgh State. 
And it's cool to have a Kansas guy come back, but I think K-State will take care of business. I think Tulane at first will give them a little game, but I think K-State I'll give a final score. Are you going to keep track of our Excel seat here? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that in a second, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think K-State will win. I've been so off lately. Um, I picked 48-17 for Missouri, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or 34-17. Uh, 34-17 was your... I think K-State will win. <clears throat> I'm going to go with even scores. They don't do any field goals. I'm going to go 42-13, K-State. 42-13. Brick, um, what, are your, what are your first impressions of this game? So, I actually, looking at Tulane, my, the first thing I noticed, they average like 47 or 48 points a game on offense. So, it'll be fun to watch the defense, you know, go up against – a coach who doesn't play like he's playing Madden, like you were talking about, (laughs) down by a lot. So, you know, like to actually, um, it'll be good for the defense, I think, to get that going into OU, you know, and kind of like play a good offense. Um, Mm -hmm. But I obviously think they're going to pound the rock. Um, It'll be cool to possibly, I saw on Twitter, maybe see some of the white alternate helmets. We'll see. Yeah, that's a a guarantee with the white pants. Yeah, it is. So that's a guaranteed win if you break out the white helmets. So I hope so, so. too. But I also do have a gambling problem, I'll admit it. Um, And I agree with you. (laughs) I think think K-State covers and I think the over hits. So my final score prediction, 38-17. 3817, eh? Let me write that down. What's going on here? 38 to 17 for Brick. Okay. Um, What'd you pick? What's your score, Jacob? First of all, um, I just want to say this off the top. Um, Matt, you made some good points. I mean, Tulane is 2 0, and they gave OU a run for their money last year. And, and they're probably a, you know, a, what, what conference are they? They're, they're Sunbelt. Sunbelt. I believe so. Or ACC or C. Something. No, they're, American. they're they're American, yeah. Okay. American, yeah. So they're they're a decent team for the American Conference. Now that being said, the American Conference is not a not a very solid conference year after year. I mean, Cincinnati uh, made it to the college football playoff last year and gave Alabama sort of a run for their money. And UCF was good in the past. South Florida was decent. Houston lost to to Texas Tech. Um, however. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really think that conference is very solid. Um, I, I do want to say though, I really hope that they prepared well for this game. Um, I really don't want the players to be looking past this game. Um, I, I don't think they will because I listened to Chris Kleiman's call, um, press conference. Let's do it every Tuesday. I just like to hear that the, the seniors and the leadership on this team told coach Kleiman, like, Hey, you don't need to worry about, talking to the team about looking looking past right. teams because we got it right. i think this team just feels different to me i don't it just seem they just seem very kind of like a quiet storm of brewing mm-hmm. it's very humble um i don't think they're open to look anybody um if it, they were it'd be this week because they obviously play oklahoma and which by the way i will mention because college football is revolved around money they moved the K-State OU game to 7 o'clock on Fox, probably hoping for a top 25 primetime matchup yeah, yep. conference that Brent Venables, his first time head coach, playing his alma mater. So they're, hy- they're going to hype this thing up, obviously. I, I sure hope so. And I hope I hope both teams are undefeated going into that game. And and uh, it's possible I might be going to that game. So we'll see we'll see how that works out. But um, try not to look too far forward. I, 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 I do think that K-State – 
um, runs the table in this game. And you're probably right that Tulane might have like some big play at the beginning, but um, it kind of reminds me of a game. I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of college. I think we were playing the Charlotte 49ers and uh, we just kind of knocked them out of the water. So I'm kind of assuming that's going to happen again. I think it's going to be, I think K-State's going to have a high, uh, a high scoring offense. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 49 to 10. Yeah, nice. Nice. And so that has the overhitting and K-State covering the spread. So, um, yeah, um, I, you know, I, uh, after this weekend, if K-State goes three, and know, I think that that aligns well with our preseason predictions, Matt. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so, so um, so far, um, as of right now, I am ahead by uh, one point in the in the prediction game that we have going Damn on it. this year. Yeah, I know it's pretty competitive. So <laughs> it's forty-one to forty-two, and I'm ahead by one point. Because last last week you won by two points. You were you were off by eleven points, and I was off by thirteen. And then week one you were off by thirty-one, and I was off by twenty-eight. So we'll yes. see what happens after this week. And before I just, we, didn't, we didn't talk about we didn't plan this, but I just want to talk about it before we go in the NFL. Um, obviously, uh, the, the folks up north, Nebraska, they are hurting right now. Um, Scott Frost <laughs> got fired. Uh, Mickey Joseph taking over the interim. He played for Nebraska from '89 to '91, I believe. Uh, they're obviously looking for going to hire somebody. And quite frankly, I feel pretty comfortable that Chris Kleiman, he obviously said he's happy where he's at and he loves Gene Taylor, which was great to hear. And he, I think he's just more of a K-State type of guy, culture guy. Uh, I know quite honestly to me, um, I feel like if you're the coach in Nebraska, it's a lot more stressful because of the don't like just the boosters, the high expectations, which aren't really there anymore. I mean, it's not realistic anymore. Uh, college football's changed. I think, they just can't get the right players anymore considering they made the big 10 and they're just in different conferences. And quite frankly, they haven't been good for a while. So that's just my take on it. I think they'll either hire urban Meyer, Bill O'Brien, or even snag Lance Leopold because Lance Leopold had a very typical, Oh, I might've been interested, but I'm focused on this team right now. So for response, so um, who knows what'll happen? What do you guys think? Break you I think that, uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think Nebraska needs a little bit of urban Meyer in their life. Kind of like Bo Pelini, like start yelling at your kickers, you know, call people <laughs> yeah. names. like, yeah, you want to be good again. Scott just didn't show any emotion. Like he looked like he didn't really want to be there. I mean, he got like, what was his record? Like 14 and like 70 or something. It, it was felt 15 like. and 31. He was 15 and 31. Yeah. Just terrible. So, I mean, I think good, I think I speak for all of Nebraska faithful saying good riddance, Scotty. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully get some Urban Meyer in there. He'll he'll take his 20 some million dollar buyout and get the yeah, hell what out a, of there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got such fired. a shame for him. Why can't yeah. I get a buyout if I get fired? <laughs> oh man. Crazy deal. Of course, Lance Leipold's two and over at uh, KU. They had a huge road win uh, against West Virginia over the weekend. So, I mean, good for you, Josh. Shout out to you. Yeah, so, to Josh. that's a that's back-to-back years with road big 12 wins so first time they've done that in a long time hey all you sports and health nerds out there it's jacob here if you are having trouble finding an exercise routine trying to find a good diet plan or just looking to change things up might i suggest checking out eightminutefitness.com there are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs 
learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Let's go ahead and jump in the NFL. Matt, Chiefs Chargers tomorrow night. What do you think? I think Chiefs will get them. It's an arrowhead. Did you see? First of all, did you guys see the uh, the the end zones? The new painting. Yeah, that's the end zones? red. Yeah. That's badass. They're uh, they are uh, um, honoring uh, Len Dawson. That's that his name. Yeah. The late Len Dawson. Um, so they they painted them like the old school look from the '60s. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Chargers have they beat the Raiders uh, week one in a tight contest, and then the the Chiefs kind of walked all over Arizona. Um, did whatever they had. I mean, seriously, I mean, people did whatever were, they wanted to do. People were so worried about what was going to happen with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek uh, and uh, and Travis Kelsey now that they no longer had Tyreek Hill. But my goodness, Juju Smith Schuster filled in that role nicely, and another a bunch of other role players filled in nicely, and the Chiefs looked pretty good yeah <laughs> i they, will say it didn't seem to miss a beat and i think they look pretty good their defense looked all right and i think they're still there so uh we'll see what happens it's a long season but i think they'll take care of business i think it'll be i think it'll be a 48 24 type game yeah another high scoring game yeah i mean all chiefs games are high scoring it doesn't matter i mean their offense is so high powered they just score so much that yeah, the other team is bound to score too, and with your defense on the field the whole game. <laughs> yeah. So, Brick, what do you think? I mean, you're a Packers fan. You saw the Packers get whooped up by the Vikings last week, and Skull Vikings, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna avoid watching all NFC North games this year. Probably just you know <laughs> avoid it at all costs. But no, I'm I'm excited to watch tomorrow night's game. I've got the over hitting at like 54, so it definitely I would you know assume that that will hit. But yeah, That's I think it. Like, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Should be the lock of the year, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Chiefs look really good. Pat will spread the ball around. Justin Herbert's a freak. It'll be fun to watch. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown with it being an arrowhead. Well, you gotta you got to remember, though, that the Chiefs kind of – they split with the Chargers about every year the last couple of years. I mean, last, last year they split with them, if, if I'm remembering correctly. And then uh, 2020 they split with them, granted – that season, the last game of the year, the Chiefs didn't start Mahomes. They had Chad Henney playing. So regardless of who we want to say there, the Chargers kind of sort of have the Chiefs number. Um, however, it's an arrowhead. And, and they Chiefs don't usually start... play this early, do they? No, no. It's usually yeah. about it's usually about halfway through the season. And then they play again towards the end of the season. So, yeah. Um, no, I think I think the Chiefs will win, and it'll probably hit the over. It'll probably be a high-scoring game, like you said, probably forty-two to forty-two to twenty-seven or something. Um, and the weather's supposed to be really nice as well the rest of the week and the weekend. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for that, especially up in Manhattan on Saturday. It's supposed to be like a high of ninety-two and sunny. So, nine uh, nine a.m. tailgate, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> crack some eggs on the grill or something i don't know we don't really yep. plan what we're gonna do yet yeah. <laughs> um and then denver on monday night that was kind of a shit show did you guys watch that game a 65 yard field goal man <laughs> i am 
I loved Very. how he waited to use his timeouts until after he missed the field goal and, and he let a minute run off the clock. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I I think Hackett's – I think he will be a good coach down the road, but the way he handled that last two minutes was juvenile. Atrocious, <laughs> like, yeah. Like somebody who just picked up Madden for the first time could probably <laughs> run a better two-minute <laughs> offense than he could. And they were showing the stats on ESPN or Twitter or something where Russell Wilson has has like 40-something percent of his like under two-minute drives. He's either tied it or taken the lead, whereas in the last like five or so years, only two of 20 game-winning or game-tying field goals have been made by 60-plus yard field goals. So I don't know what isn't – like it, it was still a close field goal. It almost went through. I mean, I think I think it was had the distance, but it just went uh, – it went one way, went to the left. So, uh, the the Broncos kind of disappointed me on Monday night, but I think they'll be all right. Um, and then, so, but AFC West, baby, you never know what's going to happen with that damn division. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that very well covers uh, NFL. Anybody else got anything for that? Nope. Nope. All right, sounds good. We'll do this backwards. Anybody got shout outs to the podcast? I know we did, we forgot to do that at the beginning. Not this week, no. <laughs> no, I, I was going to shout out Scott Frost for taking his money and walking. But, yeah, uh, I, that's what I would do. Like, hey, I'm going to go to Cancun. <laughs> All right, what, what do you think of that, Jacob? Like, what's your what's your small opinion? You didn't share. Oh, oh Scott Frost. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, that's basically just reiterating what you guys said. I mean, it's just like good riddance. I mean, Brick Brick said it best when he said Scott Frost on the sideline just like never showed any emotion and. And was just kind of going through the motions, and you know they all they all treated him like he was the savior of the program. But uh, I mean, they never really had that much success from the beginning, and they kind of just rode out this small wave of bad football. And and everybody acted like, oh, we lost our you know two of our first three games, almost lost to not almost lose, but they played very poorly against North Dakota. And, I'll be honest I mean, though, that Georgia Southern team—they were just better. They couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. They were good. Well, Matt, and we even talked about this after, or even before the Northwestern game. I want to say is like we didn't even think Scott Frost was going to have a job. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of this week, basically. Yeah. I mean, we, we. I mean, we were a week off. I think I said week two he might not have a job, but crazy deal up in Nebraska, and and my dad's pretty excited to finally get the hell get him the hell out of her. He's I think he's saying the same thing. Bring back Bo Pelini. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that he lost and at he, minimum. He won he, at minimum nine games, and he he hated Bo Pelini, but he's like at least Bo Pelini won football games. <laughs> so, so who do you think uh, they're gonna hire? What's your prediction? I honestly think they're gonna poach Lance Leipold. So, sorry, yeah. Josh. I think they are, and then KU's just gonna be forever in the cellar because then a bunch of their players are gonna transfer out if if that happens, you know. Because I heard doesn't Lance Leipold have connections in Nebraska, like family. His, Omaha his family or something like that. Yeah, probably so. Then, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a high contender for for the job. Um, depends how KU treats him, but you know how KU's athletic program works. So, yeah, <laughs> but poor, uh, poor Mark. Yeah. So um, that better pretty much wraps it up. Uh, no shout outs except for Scott Frost. So um, we'll shout out the listeners. Thanks for thanks for sticking with us. We, we've had yeah, a really good, our, our views are going up. Yeah, our views are going up. We've had a really good stretch of episodes where people are sticking around. So um, appreciate you guys hanging on, listening to us. It's week 
what is it, week three of the college football season. So mm-hmm. a long season left, a lot of content left to be created, and we appreciate you guys for listening and sticking around. So we just want to say thanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, that very well wraps it up. We're under a minute on the Zoom, so... My name is Jacob, his name is Matt, and thanks again for Brick for coming on tonight. And I hope everybody, this has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Hope everybody has a good weekend, and don't lose all your money gambling, and stay safe, and drive home safely. See you later. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.